0: Welcome to the Apple Day Podcast. My name is Michelle Apples, and I am so honored and privileged to be your host. If you don't know me, I am the founder of Miss Apples Matchmaking and the Christian Singles Community Hub. We believe in empowering Christian singles with the resources they need to grow towards greatness, to put your faith in action, and to date with purpose. We stand on the verse Matthew six thirty three that says seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and everything else will be added onto you. We know that healthy relationships only come from healthy individuals. So we want to help equip you right here, right now in your season of singleness and leave a legacy for generations to come by helping people become the greatest version of themselves now. Would you join me every single Wednesday as we dig deep, we get real, we talk about all of the things to really help us steward our singleness better. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of An Apple A Day. I'm your host, Michelle Apples. And if you haven't heard, we are doing a leader series for the summer. So we are highlighting all of the leaders on our leaders team. They all bring such unique perspectives when it comes to singleness, when it comes to navigating dating, when it comes to just living a abundant life. So today I'm talking to Stephen, who's one of the leaders on my team, and we're really going to be talking about just ministry, navigating, being a leader in ministry when you're single, and what that really looks like. So Stephen, I would love if you would tell our audience who you are, maybe your passions, what you love, and what makes you you.
1: All right. So um, like Michelle said, my name is Stephen. I'm from Chattanooga, Tennessee. I've served in Youth ministry, which is what my passion for ministry is, for the past 15 years or so. Over the last year, um, God has really thrown some curveballs at me to where I've changed churches and just really trying to see where He wants me to end up at. Youth ministry is is my biggest passion for ministry, and just seeing kids come and come to know Jesus. Some some people think that it's kind of creepy for a single guy to be in youth ministry, but one of the you know to quote the Apostle Paul it's better to be single so that you can devote more time to ministry because mm-hmm. you don't have all your all the other uh what's the word I'm looking for all the other distractions uh, distractions distractions exactly
0: mm-hmm. so i i question that because you use the word like some people find it creepy what do you mean by that
1: well, so why does this guy want to work with youth? So what what's his ulterior motive? And yeah. you know what's what's the difference between a you know single guy that works in youth ministry and and a married guy? Well, the married guy's married, okay. So I I don't, I don't understand the reasoning behind it, but you know I uh, I've heard it before. I've had two different youth pastors that I've worked with look at me and just go, "I would never doubt your authenticity or your desire for youth ministry is straight from the Lord."
0: Mm, that's so interesting to me because it's a- something I have definitely seen when it comes to ministry, when it comes to churches, when it comes to, you know, if you go to any church website, 99% of their staff are married. And I often have asked that question myself, as a single person, where do I fit in? And if you look in the Bible, Jesus was single, Paul was single. And yes, it's great to desire to be married. But like you said, the apostle Paul had said, like, it is good to be single, because then you can devote yourself to the ministry to the Lord with no distractions. And I think we often forget that, especially in churches as we are, you know, I obviously run a Christian singles community and I've heard the story over and over again, as people have been overlooked for certain positions or certain calling certain leadership roles because of their relationship status, which actually breaks my heart because uh, there's nowhere in the Bible unless there is, and somebody needs to tell me that says you are not fully equipped unless you are married. And it breaks my heart that someone with such a pure heart, because as I've gotten to know you and just your heart to serve and your heart for the Lord and your heart for youth and your heart for change and to see you just overlooked based on your relationship status is heartbreaking.
1: Yeah, absolutely is.
0: I also feel like as singles, like if, if, God doesn't give us the opportunity, or He hasn't presented that for uh, for us yet, or it's just not His timing yet. Who are we to fight that in order to be elevated to a certain position?
1: Right. I I heard somebody say not too long ago. Does God do we call the qualified, or do we qualify the called?
0: Pretty sure the Bible says He qualifies the called, right?
1: Oh, exact exactly, because God's the one who does the qualifying. It's it's not your relationship status. It's not a diploma. It's not, you know, whatever they're looking for. It's, did God call you to do this ministry? And if God called you to do this ministry and you're going to overlook somebody for that, you're you're not serving the God that I serve. You're serving a different God.
0: Mm. So... I want to ask, how have you navigated that process to be overlooked because of your relationship status, to have such a passion and a heart to serve and to serve in a certain capacity and know that you're called to serve there. And then just to be overlooked, how have you really navigated that situation?
1: So the, the first time it happened, it, it kind of took me by surprise because I was sitting there. I, I had sat with the personnel committee that they, they watched my, my teaching style and everything was great. And then they said, oh, we need, we need a family picture. And I was like, okay. So you know, I sent them a picture of myself and they go, oh no, we're only interviewing people who are married with families. And I'm like, I said, I said, well, why? And they go, well, because it just, it just makes things easier for us. And I said, and I made the comment, I said, you know, so you're discounting what Paul wrote in the Bible. And they go, what do you mean? I said, well, he says it's better to be single because you can dev- devote more time. And they actually made the comment. They said, if you're married, we get a two for one. I'm like, well, that's not necessarily true either. Cause what, what if the person I'm married to has a full-time job and is not interested in student ministry or just doesn't have time or whatever. Or maybe has a call of
0: their own on their life.
1: And they're like, oh, we didn't think of that. I said, yeah, you didn't think of a lot of things, but that this is what God does. He calls people. And when he calls them, they're qualified. It's not for you to say someone's qualified. Now they have the right to have their own specific guidelines that they're looking for, but you can't say, oh, you're great. Except for this, Mm. because that, that is, and and that's one thing I said, I said, this is a, this could be a temporary setback in your opinion. But what if God never lets me get married? Are you saying that I'm not worthy of a ministry? Mm. And they couldn't answer the question.
0: Yeah. And like, literally it's like, if biblically, like Jesus and Paul were two of the most like influential people in ministry. And yet both of them were single and they, it honestly breaks my heart. How, you know, just churches, ministries, they, they just don't look at single people the way, and not all of them, I'm not discounting all of the ministries and churches because that's not true some of them are fantastic and including of single people but in my experience 95% of churches have had only families on staff and no singles and I now am I'm in a new place I'm looking for new churches and the first thing I do I go into their you know who's on their team who's on their staff and 95% of them are married and I'm like where do I fit in here and ask singles who have felt left out and ask singles who are the biggest demographic leaving the church right now this is a problem like if you see that it's a problem that needs to be worked on and if you have nobody working in ministry from a single perspective singles are bound to be left out
1: i was talking to somebody the other day and they made the comment the church doesn't know what to do with single people we're unicorns to them mm-hmm. because they think that okay the goal is you, you, you graduate high school you graduate college you get married you have kids you raise Raise the kids, they go through church, they go through high school, they go through college, they get married, they have kids. And then what about the what about the few people in the demographic as a whole that, oh, they didn't get married, they don't have kids, or they did get married and have kids, and then something happened and they're no longer married. Church doesn't know what to do because the Bible doesn't say start a singles ministry. This is how you do it. But it doesn't say how to start a children's ministry or a youth ministry either. But we figured that out because we figured out if we put our money there, people are going to come to those churches.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate because I think we're missing out on something that could be huge because again, like going back to not only the Apostle Paul who says it's better to be single than married because you can devote your time to ministry. But if you think of singles in general, compared to married people, they have more time because they don't have kids. They don't have responsibilities. They don't have someone else to check in on. They have more resources because they're not paying for those kids education and all that comes with that. Yeah. And, and so they can do so much for the church, yet they feel so misplaced from the church. And I've heard, had so many stories, heartbreak after heartbreak, of people that just did not feel included as single people in the church. And it breaks my heart because I love the church. I love the church. I'm for the church. Yet I'm so for singles because at the end of the day, I believe Matthew 6.33, which says, Seek first the kingdom and all his righteousness right? Yes. And if we're seeking first the kingdom and his righteousness, I'm not seeking first a marriage. I'm not seeking first children. I'm not seeking first to have a family. I'm seeking first the kingdom. And as a single, I can do that without having to be married.
1: Right. Um, in my previous ministry, it was me and two other people they were married well they couldn't get to all the sporting events that I was able to get to they weren't able to get to all the plays and other extracurricular activities that I was able to get to to pour into the students because they had the other obligations and then you know when the church decided hey we're we're, go- we're gonna revamp the way we do our ministry and they they ended up letting me go they didn't tell me that was one of the reasons but you know just looking back and putting pieces together that was one of the reasons now they don't have anybody that going to sporting events. They don't have anybody that's going to the extracurriculars. And the parents are currently coming to me and they say, Hey, what happened here? And church decided that they didn't want me to be serving at this time. And they're like, but who took your place? And well, this person, well, but they're not doing what you were doing. That's something for you to go to the church's leadership and ask them. That's, <laughs> I mean, what, why, why do you value somebody who's married? And that's, that's the question I can't answer why a church values that.
0: Yeah. And so like it, it honestly, like when I first heard of this experience that you you've had and, and have been having with churches, it honestly just makes me so sad. But, you know, at the end of the day, we can sit here and talk all day about what churches aren't doing and Mm -hmm. what they should be doing. But like, what do you think tangibly needs to change when it comes to church, when it comes to ministry, to m- ensure that it's an inclusive environment.
1: We, we need to stop looking at, you know, people's relationship status. We need to stop looking at, you know, their outward appearance. You know, what, what did God say about David? You look on the outward appearance, but I look on the heart. Mm-hmm. We need to start looking at people's hearts. What, what is their motivation for ministry? Well, are you in ministry because God called you or because it's something to do? If it's because God called you, we need to, we need to encourage that. We need to grow that because mm-hmm. that's how discipleship works you you put somebody in who wants to pour into somebody you grow them they start pouring into somebody and it 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 keeps replicating but when you say Oh, we want to do this, but we don't want the single people involved. Well, right now, the single people is over 50% in the city I live in. Mm-hmm. So churches are saying we don't care about 50% of the people in our city. So if, if, if single people are 50%, children, are thir- children and youth are 30%, and elderly are 15%, I mean, come on. We got to start doing the math. Where are we, where are we putting our interest? We're putting it in people that it, in the smallest minority, we, we need to look at how we're going to grow the kingdom. We don't want to look past the 50% and say, because you don't have an M beside your marital status. You, you have an S beside your marital status. We're not going to pay attention to you. Well, honestly, I don't want to go to a church like that. Mm-hmm. And the church, the church I'm currently at, they thrive on singles serving they uh was talking to the next gen pastor the other day and he made the comment he goes if it weren't singles serving in ministry, we'd be in the in the same place as most of the other churches where one percent of the church does ninety percent of all the work. Yeah. But the church I'm at, ninety percent of the people do ninety percent of the work. So you've got you got the the little percentage that does the or the big percentage does most of the work. So that you know, there are the, the, the people that have to put in a little bit more, but for the most part, you get you get you get what is it, many hands makes light work. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing. And that is how you know singles can can Influence the church, bring them all in. Let us all plug in and let us all start doing something. You know, let us all part of the ministry. You know, you don't, you don't want a single person as the head of the ministry. Why? Because you can't grow a family that way. Well, who says that I'm going to be single in a year or five years or 10 years? Just because I am right now. That's the season God had preordained me to be in right now. Mm -hmm. Why? I don't know. You go up to heaven and ask him. (laughs) (laughs) But what I'm doing is I'm taking a step in faith. When God says, Hey, I want you to talk to this person. Go talk to this person. And I go talk to that person. When God says, apply for this job, I'm going to go apply for that job. It may not get be where God wants me to be, or where I think I should be. And these churches may say, you know what? I'm not going to do God's will and I'm not going to hire a single person. Well, you know what? When the day of judgment comes and you have to answer for every one of your actions, that's one of your actions you're going to have to answer for. And you're going to miss out on a blessing because you said, I'd rather hire somebody that has a spouse mm-hmm. or has this or has that.
0: Mm-hmm. That's so good. I just appreciate your heart for just, and the passion behind this because I'm so passionate about it too. And which is why we've created this space that we've created is to really give christian singles space and give them a place and give them a way to connect with other like-minded people in similar seasons and i'm just so blessed that you're a leader because you went through all of this and because you have a heart for it so how did you get involved in in the christian singles hub community and what has that looked like for you
1: So I think I met you originally uh, through the heart of dating. And every time you advanced your ministry, I was right there, right behind you. Um, I I may have been distantly behind you, but I was right there. Um, And then you started the Christian Singles Hub. And I was like, I don't know if I want to pay for something like this. And I was like, well, I'll pay for it for a month. And then it's, it was a community. It, it was a literal community. Yes, it was online, but it was different than, you know, these groups that you, you just see people on Facebook or whatever. But this, this, the community that you have started was people actually caring about each other. And I was like, okay. So I was watching and uh, we, we we were on one of the Zoom calls and you made a comment about, or somebody asked why we didn't have a men's community. And you just said, well, the leadership that you had originally had just fell apart and I sent you a message and said hey I'd kind of be interested in in helping out the men's community if you if you need somebody and a couple other guys did too just through some weeding out that the Holy Spirit did. Uh, Josh and I just came together and we work very well together. Usually when the Holy Spirit saying something to one of us, he's saying it to the other. So it, it, it's just been great. And then getting to meet and hang out with everybody at the the last retreat, it, it wasn't meeting people for the first time, even though it was the first time we had met in person. We were we were truly a community and a family that weekend.
0: So good. And that's, and that's most people's stories when they come into contact with the hub and actually plug in and attend the retreat or or come to different events is like, Hey, there's something different about this. And it's really, we're doing life together. We're not, we're not here to, you know, just have surface level conversations or to, you know, pat you on the back when you did something good, but to actually really be there for each other. And I'm just so blessed by this community and, and what God has really created. And so mm-hmm. I know we're running out of time here, but I want to ask you um, because you're around singles all the time, you plugged into different singles communities. What's three pieces of advice advice that you would give to singles walking in their singleness at the moment
1: when God speaks listen because you will miss out on a blessing if you're not listening find somewhere to serve you know whether it's in the hub or in your local church find somewhere to serve because that is where God is going to really get a hold of your heart and mold you more like him Third piece of advice I give: take a chance, take a step by faith. If you if you are if you have an option to do something and you're like I don't know if I should, that could be the devil talking. Take that step by faith. If God shuts the door in your face, then it wasn't meant to be. But if God opens that door, there could be a blessing behind it. And if you didn't take that step, you'd miss out on that blessing.
0: No, I love that. And so often it's like faith without works is dead. Like so many people are sitting at a standstill, not taking steps of faith out of fear or out of the I don't know. I don't know. God can. more likely move you while you're moving than move you when you're standing still. And so, yeah, Yeah. I love that. Just start moving, start walking in a direction. Like he directs our paths, but you make that first move you walk in those steps. And so I love that. I think that's great. Well, thank you so much, Steven, for being on the podcast and just being such a blessing to this community and, and just to singles in general and being able to share your experience and being vulnerable with what that's looked like. And even through the hard times, like you just have had God at the center of it all, and you've just trusted him fully. And that is something to be praised. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to an Apple a day podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, don't forget to like it, subscribe, or maybe even send it to a friend. It helps us so much. And if you're single, make sure to check out the hub at christiansingleshub.com. We love to hear from our listeners, so feel free to reach out to us on any of our Instagram profiles at christiansingleshub or at missapplesmatchmaking. Or you can reach me directly at Michelle Apple's. We would love to talk to you, we would love to hear your thoughts, and we would love to answer any questions that you may have we'll see you back here next wednesday for another episode of an apple a day podcast and in the meantime god bless you we love you and the best is yet to come see you next wednesday